this is Editing Lauren. Just wanted to let you know this is the second part of our two-part Stargate episode. So if you haven't listened to the first one yet, go and listen to that first. All right, on with the show. Alright, Lauren, so today I'm going to be telling you about Stargate. So this is Daniel Jackson, and he's like um, an Egyptologist. And then, so now we're going to cut to them recruiting Colonel Jack O'Neill. And the secret Air Force base, I think it's in Mount Helen, and the Stargate activates. Mm. Yeah, so they go through the wormhole, and it's not nice. And so they get out, and on the other side, it's basically just a desert. Uh-huh. And they make first contact with these local people. Mm-hmm. The locals are humans? The locals are humans. So the locals are human. Yeah, no, the locals are all human. Interesting. So they come across the settlement, which is like a bunch of locals mining. It's very much like, you know, the Egyptian slave mind type style. Sure. Like, it, it still has Egyptian vibes. So low tech. Low tech. Yeah. Um, people dragging by hand. Sure. All that shit. Sure. And basically they make first contact and the locals see Jack- Jackson's necklace and mm-hmm. they all bow down. Mm-hmm. And like Jackson's necklace is basically a gold necklace with a circular amulet mm-hmm. and it has like the eye of Ra on it. Right. So like um, they look at it and they're just like, oh, the necklace, everyone bow down. Sure, sure. And Jackson's like, hmm, this is weird. Anyway. The Stargate that they came through yeah. in the desert, did that look like it was out of use or was um, it just in a weird place? It was, the whole place looked abandoned. Yeah, right. It was like a pyramid in the middle of the desert, nothing around for miles. Right. And it was just kind of like dusty and sandy. Right. Like no one's been there. Interesting, cool. Yeah, so it looks very abandoned. But obviously these people are mining for someone. For someone. Yes. Yes. Who are these people? Anyway, we have that typical first contact, you know, like they exchange food, there's misunderstandings, they're, they're random pretty ladies, you know how this goes. Do they speak English? They do not speak English. Okay. Um, they have no idea what they speak. Cool. Anyway, so they get taken back to the main settlement, and they basically reveal this giant symbol of Ra mm-hmm. that's the same as the necklace. And so basically O'Neill and Jackson are like, oh shit, they think like Ra sent us here. Like we're a messenger of Ra, or a representative <laughs> of Ra. Um, Again, a strange leap to make that it's Ra specifically. Well, so the eye shape is the symbol of Ra. No, I know, but like... Strange leap to make, assuming that Ra is real. And oh, it's yeah. not just, like, the symbol of the king or whatever. Yeah, well, like, no, I think there's, like, oh, well, Jackson was like, oh, it's the um, Eye of Ra. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, oh, they must think, like, we're related to Ra somehow. Okay, cool. Like, so they're, like, oh, this is their superstition or whatever. Yeah, it's, like, basically, it's, like, it's the symbol for the Eye of Ra. My cool. necklace is the Eye of Ra. Yep. Raw okay. connection. Raw connection. We've yeah. got that raw connection. Got that raw connection. Yeah. No, from, from what you were saying, it sounded like the conversation was, oh, raw will be back soon. No, no, no. <laughs> no, they weren't like, oh, there's a creature of raw. They were more just like, oh, symbol of raw. Yeah. They must think we're yeah. somehow related to this. Totally. Yeah. But basically, as they're all there, someone blows a massive horn, like, you know, like the typical, like, bah, bah, and yeah. everyone starts panicking Have in the you? settlement. Ah, the boss is here. Well, no, what's happening is that there's a massive sandstorm. <gasps> nice. So, like, basically the guys who are left at the military camp are, like, frantically calling on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like, in the middle of the sandstorm and it's not getting through and they're just like... Burr, 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 burr. 
we and they're like, we need to flee into the pyramid. Mm. Like, we can't stay in base camp. We have to abandon it. Mm-hmm. And like, meanwhile, at the settlement, they're like shutting all these massive gates and doors, and they just have like a massive dinner party. Couldn't they see it was a desert from the photos before they went? Well, so no. Um, the uh probe sent photos like because the stargates the inside. Gate. Oh, oh, the stargates inside the pyramid. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like I did not get that. I so, thought I thought it was just out in the middle of the desert. No, it's like inside the pyramid. That makes more sense. Yes. yes. They have no idea what's outside. They just saw like photos of like stone and the Stargate. Okay. Yeah. So the base camp has fled into the pyramid and um they're having a dinner party, like you know, like a massive celebration. It's kind of like you know Moses, like Prince of Egypt Moses. Yeah. Where it's that big old party and everyone's having fun. At the like the at, Jewish sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. That English was hard just then. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you just you said the Jewish settlement and you really threw me, but yes, Prince of Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Remember the Jews in Prince of Egypt? <laughs> no, I do, but then I was back being like, hang on, the aliens are Jewish? <laughs> no. <laughs> the aliens are not Jewish as far as I'm aware. Cool. But yes. Yes. No. So they're having their dinner party and then uh-huh. Daniel tries to communicate to them by writing and everyone like, he's writing like hieroglyphics mm-hmm. and everyone freaks out. Right. Um, there's like, no, 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 you cannot do that. Like, okay. writing is forbidden. And Jackson's oh. like, huh, weird, writing appears to be forbidden. And then a bunch of, like, ladies just, like, grab Jackson and walk him away. Yep. And, like, everyone else is like, hmm, we don't really care, Jackson, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just keep hanging out here and eating the local food. Just assume he's off to get some tail, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, what basically happens is um, he gets taken away by these ladies who, like, bathe him, like, just washing his hands and legs and, like, mm-hmm. brushing his hair off, like, which looks like the camel teeth. Oh. Like it's a comb made out of the teeth of the camel? I don't know. Seems ineffective. Like, seems ineffective, okay. yeah. Um, And then, like, they leave and, like, a pretty lady comes in and starts stripping and Jackson is like, um, let's stop that. <laughs> That's too much. Uh-huh. Um, and so they basically have a thing where, like, you know, he's sitting in there with her and he starts trying to write, like, explaining. It's like, he draws the pyramid. He's like, oh, yep, we came from Earth. We, like, draws yep. the line and, like, we walked through this portal. Mm. And she's just like, I am not looking. I am looking away. But I will not look at your sins. But that's not writing. That's yeah, but I guess because hieroglyphics. Di- oh, that's true. There's a, a smaller. Yeah, pictorial yeah. thing. Mm. So he's just like, all right, yeah, no, let's not do this. You're clearly uncomfortable. Mm. And he walks away and then she's like, what if I erase part of your drawing and start drawing over it? Mm. And so like she draws like the symbol for Earth, which is like mm. the triangle and the circle. And Jackson's just like, holy shit, <laughs> Earth. Have you seen this? And he's like pointing his eyes like, have you seen this symbol around? Yeah. And she's just like, points to her own eyes and is like, yes. And nice. so Jackson's is like, oh my God, she knows where the writing is. How does she, because that was, oh no, because that was the point of origin. That's the point of origin. That was the point of origin symbol. For Earth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's how he knows that that's Earth symbol. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Cool. Um, so meanwhile, everyone in the pyramid, the military group, mm. is having a terrible time when we hear a weird sound. Nice. And... Essentially, a massive pyramid descends from the sky, and I think that's what's causing the sandstorm, because oh. it descending is, like, basically blowing sand everywhere. Yep. And what it does, it doesn't just land, it kind of, like, the pyramid itself is almost like a resting mount for that pyramid, which descends over it. So it's almost like a landing lock-in gate. So it's a much bigger pyramid with yeah. a pyramid-shaped hole in the bottom. Yeah, which I didn't get. I was like, that feels like an inefficient pyramid shape. I think in the movie, not the movie, the TV series, the pyramids are literally just pyramids. Right. But this one, it looks like, so maybe like the Pyramid of Giza on Earth yeah. was a similar landing place for his pyramid. Right. Like, And maybe that's why it has no symbols, because it's literally just a, this is what you descend onto to yeah. lock in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's your basically like exit gate out yeah. of the ship or whatever. Yeah. Mm. So this huge pyramid descends 
And then everyone inside the crew, like kind of inside the pyramid splits up. Mm. They're kind of like, this is weird. Something weird's happening. And they start getting picked off one by one. Nice. And basically what we see um, eventually, like, was everyone's been knocked out. Mm. Um, one dude sees who's knocking them out. And it's this, like, pretty awesome dude who's essentially, he looks like um, the carving of Anubis. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he's, like, he's got, like, you know, the loincloth, and he has a massive helmet in the shape of Anubis's head mm-hmm. with, like, sort of, like, ear fins that move and, like, glowing eyes. Nice. And he has, like, all these, like, be- bejeweled clawed hand. Nice. And that sort of thing. And he has, like, this staff. He just kind of, like, knocks out the dude who's looking at him. Cool. <laughs> but, yeah. He's just like, you're just like, oh, awesome, cool dude, and like armor, yet like yeah, the sort of Egyptian. Yeah. Anubis is here. Anubis is here. Yeah. Yes. So basically, in this mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, we'll see that like there's Ra, mm-hmm. but all of Ra's guards have the different godheads. Oh, I see. Okay. So like we meet like Anubis and Horus, and there might be two Horuses, I think. Cool. So that's pretty fun. Um. So in the movie, the Guelds don't exist. Guelds don't exist. So Ra's just a big, powerful alien guy. Yes. Okay. We'll but learn in, more in about him. In the TV show, he is a Guald. Yeah. So in the okay. TV show, all the gods are Guelds. Yeah. And they just kind of like, you know, went their own ways. And now they have their own planets with human populations and slaves. Yeah. Cool. So that's fun. Okay. Yeah. So our military dude but is. Yeah, but this one's out. literally just Ra is the big one and. Then he has human servants and slaves. His servants and guards and things. Yeah, so like okay. his guards are human in this. Okay, so he's the only alien. Yeah, he's the only alien. Oh, that's also fun. That is fun. Like last remnant, remnant of a powerful race. Exactly like that. Nice. Yeah. So we're back, um, and so the pretty lady and Jackson are in this like hidden place full of writing, mm-hmm. and they start communicating mm-hmm. because basically Jackson already knows the language. Mm-hmm. It's just his pronunciation is wrong. Okay. How did he not figure this out sooner? Well, I think it's more like, so their language is in a dialect, in a thousand-year-old extinct dialect from Egypt. Sure. And so he's just like more pointing at the symbols. He's like, you know, saying different words. Yeah. And then one of them lays like, oh, wait, this phrase? Yeah. We know it. And then like, he'll point at different things. He'll be like, oh, Neja, Neju. And she'd be like, Natar, Nataru. Oh, okay. So... Like a and very... because he's a linguist, he can figure out the rules that yeah. have changed. Yeah, so basically it's like... Yeah, because they've, they've, they've experienced linguistic drift. Exactly. Yeah. So, the, yeah. so, like, basically the words are almost exactly the same. It's just pronunciation was wrong. Nice. Yeah. Um, so they're just having a good old time chatting with each other. Love that. Meanwhile, O'Neill is looking for them. Um, there's a bunch of, like, you know, local kids in the village as well. Mm-hmm. You know, generic thing where, like, oh, he lost his son. Oh, children. Oh, feelings. Which, uh, let's ignore that. We don't care. You know, the typical thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks yeah. sadly at some kids. Yeah, or the kids are like, oh, let me play with your lighter. He's like, oh, kids play with lighters. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the lighter, kid. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but don't touch my gun. And the kid's just like, I'm out. <laughs> um, and... Like, O'Neill's just like, I need to find Jackson. Where the fuck is Jackson? Mm. Children, where are, where is Jackson? And they're like, give us his coat. Like, he just does things. Like, he doesn't, like, they can't communicate. He's more just like, yeah. where's the guy in glasses who sneezes all the time? Right. He's just, like, miming stuff. Yeah. And nice. they're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. And they, like, take Jackson's jacket and the camel tracks him down. Nice. Camel's just like, I fucking know this man. <laughs> <laughs> this idiot. Yeah, and so O'Neill, like, finds him with some of the other military dudes, and he's like, hmm, I didn't realize you were fluent in the language, Jackson. Jackson's like, yeah, I just be like that. <laughs> um, and then Jackson's like, by the way, I also translated this whole wall, which will give us the um, our big bad enemy's backstory. Oh, cool. So he's like, Useful. 
yeah, look at this writing on the wall. Essentially what it says is like, there is an alien from a dying world who wanted to extend his life. He came to a planet with humans and realized he could maintain the human bodies indefinitely with his technology. So if he possesses a human, he can live forever. I see. So he grabbed a cute boy who wasn't afraid and possessed him. And then he became a ruler of that planet. Um, so he, and then he imported humans. So that was on Earth. Right. And then he imported humans from Earth to this planet to mine special rocks that are the basis for all of his technology. So I'm assuming this planet is where his dying alien races was from? Yeah, probably. Because that's where he got all of his tech? Mm. Um, yeah. And it's like, but anyway, and then on Earth, they rebelled and buried his gate so he could never return. Right. Even though he has a spaceship. So I'm thinking. Yeah, but like, possibly he doesn't have faster than light travel either. True. So it would take a... A stupid long time. Yeah. And it's probably just like, they rebelled, but I already got a whole stock over here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need it's to like, deal It's not with actually worth... Yeah, maintaining that herd. Yeah. It's not actually worth taking the, like, thousands of years it would take to get back to Earth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because if you've got portals, you don't need faster-than-light spaceships. Exactly. You just use the portals. Just use the portals. And he builds the portals Yeah, like, as spaceships well. are basically local travel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, or it's like your mobile home. Yeah. Yeah. And then they find the cartouche. Uh-huh. Um, but unfortunately, the seventh symbol is missing. Oh, no. Which is the point of origin for this planet. Yes. See, this is the thing that I don't understand, which is why are there cartouches with the address for a different planet? carved and kept yeah well i mean if there's only these two planets yeah but i find it silly that ross is like or like the humans like we've carved the symbol to get to that other planet yeah yeah it's like yeah like in in this storyline there's only two places you need like this it's it's basically a a two-way door between these two planets and there's nowhere else that anyone would go would go and even if Ra doesn't want the humans using them, mm. I don't see why you wouldn't just make... Like, I don't see why the Stargates are programmable. Yeah. I just, I feel like it's weird that Ra would be like, I need to write down these two addresses and yeah. have them... Yeah, like, there's, that's memorizable. Yeah. And I don't see why the humans would need those addresses either. No, because he doesn't want them... Yeah, so I'm just like, their existence doesn't make sense. Like, what would make sense to me is, like, if they tried plugging in things to the seven chevrons. Yeah. And then, like, mix and match. Good luck. Oh, shit, you've suddenly found a wormhole connection. Yeah, but I mean, mean, I guess, I know know why they're there for plot purposes. Yeah, but for, like, world logistic purposes, it's like, wait a second. Yeah, it does not make sense. Like, I guess it would... It would make more sense if there was, I don't know, like a missing piece on the one in the desert or something. Maybe he needed to go and find or... Yeah, but he made the gates, so... No, 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 that that, not that they needed to go and find. Like, Oh, right. I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like Ra is using the gates. Yeah, no, he was basically using them to, like, transport stock. Yeah, exactly. And, like, because, because Earth is now unavailable to him, mm. it would make sense if the one... On the desert planet yeah. has like stopped working for whatever reason, and mm. they need to like fix it or yeah, yeah. But anyway, I know this. This could have been rewritten so it made more sense. Yeah, it's just kind of there for their convenience. Mm. Oh, and also like like story wise, what needed to happen is there needed to be an obstacle to make the one on Earth work. Yeah, and then. Once they got to the other planet, there needed to be an obstacle that they needed to go to the locals for. Yeah. To make that one work. It it didn't necessarily have to be that. Yeah. And the thing that also, like, uh, it'll happen in the end, but, like, they will, as you can guess, eventually return back to Earth. They don't show them dialing in. Oh. So, like, we're like, 
because obviously on Earth they had to have set up a technology thing which kind of forcibly turned the ring to each chevron. Mm. Um, because essentially it's like there's seven points on the circle that locks that oh, chevron in place. Yeah, how how do they so, make like, it actually work? Yeah, so I was like, I was feeling like that should Ra dial in. Well, Ra doesn't use it in this at all. I know, but how would he have? Well, in the TV series, what they have is there's like a pad or like a massive like flat plane, almost sure, the size but of like that half wasn't the table. There. Exactly. <laughs> so like I was just kind of like, yeah, logistically. Especially like, if Ra's in a human body. Mm, yeah. Anyway, so we find out, yeah, they find the cartouche. And then also in that background story, they're like, oh yeah, Ra made reading and writing illegal in hopes of stopping a rebellion on this planet. Anyway. Uh, and I should also mention uh-huh. um, that when they first initially arrived at this pyramid, uh-huh. while they were setting up their base camp in O'Neill, um, Jackson was like looking at the pyramid. O'Neill was meanwhile like at the Stargate doing some shady shit. Oh, like he was assembling something in the I dark. See, I don't know why he didn't put on a torch, but um, yeah, then <laughs> people would see. Then people would see, and then he rocked out. He's like, "Cool, are we gonna be ready to leave in an hour?" Hmm. So O'Neill was doing something shady. So just remember that O'Neill had some okay. shady business going on. I'm shocked. Shocked that he had shady. Yeah, shady shit happened. Shady shit was happening. Mm. So. They decide, like, okay, well, we have six of the seven symbols. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the pyramid, you know, where all our guys are. We had that mm, crackly message where we didn't understand. Yeah. So they head back, and they just see, like, the spaceship pyramid on top of the pyramid, and they're just like, um. Ah, uh, I see. What? <laughs> Some shit has happened. So they're like, that's weird. That wasn't there before. What the fuck is this? Uh-huh. Instead of doing reconnaissance... <laughs> Um, they kind of just basically run in with their guns drawn. These guys in the in the military. They're so and also I don't know if it's like the actor or something, but the guy who plays O'Neill, uh-huh. he never holds a gun right. It's like you know, like an AK forty seven. He always just holds it one hand and runs like in the one hand pointed forward. You're gonna fucking dislocate your shoulder, my dude. Yeah, I'm like, sir, you've never held a gun in your life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. So they're basically running in, guns drawn. The children from the settlement followed them. Are just gonna watch through a window while everything happens. But that's important because they will scavenge the guns later. A window in the spaceship. No, um, so basically the spaceship covers pretty much the entire pyramid except for where the front door entrance is. Mm-hmm. Like, that whole part is still stone. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, all these, like, sort of, like, almost, like, arrow slots you'd get on a fort. Oh, yeah. The I kids see. are looking through What's that. What's the spaceship made of? Probably the same material as the Stargate. Okay. Like, weird mineral yeah, true, ports. But it just looks like... A pyramid. Stone. Yeah. 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 All so right. that's fun. Cool. So, like, they run in. They run in. The kids are watching. The kids only matter because they will scavenge the guns later from the base camp. Okay. So they run in. They're looking about. I've said they run in so many times. <laughs> Did you know that they run in, Lauren? Do they run in, Sasha? They do. Um, but anyway, the alien that knocked out everyone else is still there. Uh-huh. And his staff shoots lasers. Nice. Which is amazing. I think in the show they call them zaps. Nice. Because it zaps you. <laughs> zappy zappy. And... But this alien has a hawk head, so this is a Horus. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, fighting people and shooting off all the other guys. And then Jackson and O'Neill, like, run down to the Stargate. And o- Jackson's just like, why are you going to the Stargate? This is strange and stupid. Um, and then O'Neill's like, "Ah, oh, shit, my bomb is missing. <laughs> oh, his bomb! And then uh, Jackson's just like, bomb Your whom? Your whom? Your what? But while they're doing this, an alien actually teleports into that room. Nice. Because what they have, it's really fun, I enjoy it, is there's almost like a thing in the ceiling that opens up and like several rings will descend. Oh. That light up. Yes. And then when those rings like come back up, a person's in there. They've got short range teleporters. Yes, which is very fun. So he teleports in there and they're just like, um, anyway, you're now hostages. 
Cool. So he takes him up to meet Ra. Mm-hmm. And he has like a special glove which triggers the um teleportation thing. It's like a little shiny glove with nice. a stone that you press and the teleporter's oh. like, shump! Fashion. It's very fashionable. <laughs> so we meet Ra. We finally meet Ra. Hooray. So Ra is like this very like androgynous person with very good fashion sense. Mm-hmm. He's wearing like an underbust armor corset. Nice. And has like all these robes and his hair is always done up. Nice. And he has all these child slaves that look very much like Prince of Egypt, what the two kids look like at the beginning, like Moses and... Mm. Less nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, where it's like the shaved head with the side ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. No, even I don't mean the fashion, I mean the child slaves. Less yeah, nice. yeah. He has just a bunch of child slaves. Cool. And he has, like, very nice, like, he has, like, a massive helmet on as well, which looks like, you know, the sarcophagus head. Oh. So that's his helmet. I think Ra is... Isn't he a bird? A bird of some yeah. kind. But for this, he just has a sarcophagus head. Cool. Animal heads are for soldiers. And he has these really cool finger gloves in that it's almost like... Yeah, you know the jewelry like that covers your entire finger and has like extended nails, but mm-hmm. underneath he has like almost little slip gloves that are like this almost purple jewel. Oh, cute! So I'm like, that's cute, fancy. So Raw has the bomb. Oh, I see. And Raw's just like, all right, so this isn't cool, guys. You bring a bomb into my my place, that uh-huh. ain't cool. And Jackson's like, oh, you know, why do you have a bomb? Why did you bring a bomb here? <laughs> Yeah, and so, and then, like, you know, the guards' helmets are tracked, and we see they're humans, and we're like, oh, everyone's a human here. Amazing. Um, and O'Neill's just like, ah, oh, an opportunity while you're all kneeling, and he steals a staff from a guard, uh-huh. and is, like, firing it. I refuse to explain myself. I refuse to explain myself. Also, time for chaos. Let's escape. Yes, good. And Jackson basically defends him when, like, the guards retaliate, uh-huh. and so Jackson gets shot, uh-huh. and O'Neill's just like, oh, no! Anyway, I'm gonna shoot raw, and then all the child slaves are like, what if we were meat shields? Oh, no. And then O'Neill's just like, oh, no, my weakness, children. <laughs> And then he this gets knocked out. This is such up. a D&D campaign of a movie. It is such a D&D <laughs> campaign. And then, like, Ra, Ra sees Jackson's necklace and he's like, hmm, hmm, suspicious. You are from that other place I haven't been to in a long time. Yep. He's like, huh, what is this? So Jackson is sent into a water prison where all the other guys are. Like, they basically throw him down. It's almost like an oubliette. Oh, that's okay. That's half full of water. Oh, uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just a holding cell that's wet. <laughs> Why is it wet? Because it can be. Pretty much. I'm like, it sounds strange. Or is that your like drinking supply? Why are you putting your prisoners in your drinking supply? I mean, it sounds like a, a torture method, honestly. Mm. Like, he can't sit down or anything. Yeah, and like all the other guys from the military are also in there. And they're like, where's Jackson? And O'Neill's just like, shakes head solemnly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I was thinking, because I know in the TV series, uh-huh. the Gawald's young are often kept in lakes. Oh. And bodies of water. So it's like, oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. In the in the episode I saw, the, she was going to put her young in a dude, so he, she put him in a bath. Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh, are they going to get attacked by little baby? Gu-? Oh, right. This is the first movie. <laughs> we don't have those. Yeah. And also in that um, background storytelling about the alien, mm-hmm. um, he kind of looks like, because we see him in alien form. He, he's, no, hang on, is he? Cause he's he's no longer physically an alien. He's no longer physically an alien. He's like possessing is a his, human. Is his old body gone? I feel like his old body is almost inside the other body, or like he became an energy being. Oh, okay. And possessed him that way. Yeah. Unclear, but his old body was essentially like almost like a Roswell alien, but with like more humanoid, like a gray alien, like a gray yeah. alien, but with like pointy gremlin teeth. Sure. Yeah. 
Why not? Why not? So that's what Ra's actual body looks like. Nice. Kind of gross. And then, so while, like, O'Neill's in prison, um, two little, like, fighter jets fly out from the pyramid that also kind of look like baby pyramids. Uh-huh. And they go destroy the settlement. That does not seem, um, um, what's the word, streamlined. No. <laughs> and yet, they do that. Okay. And they destroy the settlement. Oh, well, like, cool. they're not pyramid, they're almost like hawk slash pyramid mixes. Sure. But they destroy the settlement, because I guess Ross is like, fuck you guys for, like, har- harvesting? Harboring. For- harboring, thank yes. you. For harboring these guys. Um, so that'll teach you. Like, the settlement's just like, oh, why did we help strangers? Because I guess he's figured out at that at this point that these guys have come from Earth and he has a new supply of humans. Yeah. Yep. He's like, oh, Earth, which rebelled against me, is open for business again. Nice, he steals. But anyway, remember, Jackson's been shot, but he suddenly wakes up. Uh-huh. And he's inside the sarcophagus oh. that Ra, like... Do they heal? Yeah, the sarcophagus heals you. Nice. So basically, every time in the TV series, whenever yeah. you use a sarcophagus, it drives you insane. Like, Why? Slowly. Ins- I think because it's like healing you, so it's kind of almost like turning you into psychopaths because it's like... Because because it's... Doing stuff to your brain or something? What is it because they're basically set for the aliens? They're set for the aliens, but it's a human body. Yeah. So it doesn't happen in this one. So it's like, that's how they kind of like... So yeah. it doesn't necessarily... So it can figure out how the body's supposed to be, but... It doesn't necessarily, yeah. Know how the brain's supposed to be. Yeah. That's so, fun. Yeah. And the, so they're all just like, yeah, that's why all the, like, Gawald are crazy, because they go into those every night, and... Are the Gawald in human bodies? Yeah, it's like the Gawald in a human body... Right. ...will go into the sarcophagus to maintain, like, eternal youth. Right. And occasionally they'll swap vessels. Right. Yeah. I see. So, it's fun. Cool. Yeah! So, um, but yeah, Jackson is revived, the sarcophagus heals him, and he walks in on, like, Ra getting dressed, mm-hmm. in that it's, like, all of the child slaves dressing him, mm-hmm. and he talks to Ra, and Ra's like, I am impressed with your bomb, like, you guys have advanced since I left. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna send it back home to you guys, <laughs> and I'm gonna include some of my minerals so it's, like, a thousand times stronger, and we'll destroy your planet. Why? I guess because Ra's just like, you should have let the gate stay buried. Uh, I'm not going to have these loose ends and new threats, like, existing. Why is Ra destroying all his shit? Well, he doesn't care about Earth. The only thing that mattered for him from Earth was the human slaves. Yeah, but he's just destroyed all the human slaves he had. Yeah, well, he fired on the settlement, but he didn't kill everyone. He kind of just, like... Oh, okay. I thought you meant he killed everyone. No, no. He fired on it and, like, destroyed a ton of buildings and a bunch of people died, but, like... Okay, cool. So he's still got people here that can mine the mineral here. Yeah, and he can still, like... And Earth is too much of a hassle. Yeah. Okay. So he's just, he's still got stock. He just made a show of force. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and like, it's kind of just like, why didn't you kill Daniel? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, Ra has a whole thing with the things like, I'm going to send back the bomb and destroy your world because I created you and therefore I can destroy you. He created humans? Or yeah. created Earth? Civilization on Earth? I don't right. know. It's that typical megalomania. It's like, they were kind of doing fine on their own and then you enslaved them for a bit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because yeah, it, it seems like yeah, humans like it's it's not like a, a space seeding yeah kind of story. It's like humans already existed, and he just showed up and was like, "Hey, convenient, Here's some stuff." Yeah, I'm gonna enslave a bunch of you. Exactly, hooray! In the TV because... series, it's more like space seeding. Okay, yeah, because in in this, did he just show up in ancient Egypt? I think so, yeah. He just walks up to ancient Egypt and like, wow. Because that's only one civilization. Exactly. The rest of the world was still, did its own The rest of the world shit. was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, megalomaniac. He Maybe he doesn't know. one place. Maybe he didn't know that the rest of the world, no, but they wouldn't because there was trading and shit all over the place. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Ra certainly doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know shit about shit. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah. So basically, it's like, why didn't you just kill Daniel? Because yeah. And then he's like, listen, I need to prove to my workers that I am God. So you will kill your companions, or I'll kill you and everyone else. Um, there can only be one Ra, and like pulls off his necklace. So oh. I guess Ra's just like, I need to show that I have you under my control as well. Okay, sure. Because so, they've already seen that they think that he's... So presumably, like, I didn't think the people thought he was a god. I thought they thought he was a messenger. Yes. But now Ra's just like, you show up pretending to be me. And it's like, he didn't really. I mean, yeah, from, from Ra's perspective, he might have thought that he had the necklace, so he was trying to convince the people that he was the new vessel. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in the end, what we're doing is we're putting too much analysis into this movie. Almost certainly, yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, Raw calls an assembly uh, to like basically make this show a force of Daniel killing his friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kids and the pretty lady have all the guns hidden like throughout the crowd. Right. Because they're nice. going to rebel. Nice. Um, so that's what happens there. Daniel's given a staff to kill his buddies, mm-hmm. and, like, he sees the kids have all these guns. Nice. He's like, oh, that's good. So he turns around and shoots at Raw. Nice. And then there's, like, you know, lots of fighting. Lots of people are, like, being killed and running away. Mm-hmm. General chaos. Um, and, like, all of our, our earthlings are, you know, secreted away and flee. And so they start talking about the bomb. Um, they're like, because it's like, hey, O'Neill, seriously, what the fuck, man? Why did you have a bomb? Yeah. And O'Neill's just like, I don't have to tell you shit. <laughs> But they find out it was like, the idea is that um, O'Neill was going to stay behind and use the bomb to blow up the gate. Why? Yeah, I thought the same. Like, Daniel's like, the gate on Earth is the problem. And I'm like the same. I was like, yeah, if you don't want this gate to be an issue, you destroy the Earth one. Why would you go it to a needs different two planet? sides. Yeah. yeah. It's like, this feels like a whole lot of like, I can see. I can see why the military wouldn't want access to alien planets, because that's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, there was an easy way to mm. stop this happening, and it's destroy the only one that's on Earth. Yeah. And, like, the idea was essentially they'd go, they'd leave after, like, an hour, and then O'Neill would stay back and destroy the gate. It's possible that it's harder to destroy the one on Earth without people like if they want it to be secret right like it's because it's in the big facility and there's a lot of investment in it yeah kind of thing kind of whereas thing. this one's easy to destroy without anyone else knowing okay but i feel like people would notice the fact that o'neill doesn't come back and then yes yes exactly but like i guess you could spin that as it was just him mm. rather than presumably the generals behind this how did o'neill get that massive bomb oh. <laughs> his resources yeah he's depressed <laughs> manifest them <laughs> yeah 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 so I'm, it's that thing where it's like all of these things are happening for drama and like to push along the narrative but they don't make sense if you stop to think about them no so we shouldn't continue continue <laughs> yes anyway so people are having all these emotions um daniel and jack sort of bond jack looks at one of the kids and has feelings um and then daniel finds out he's actually married to the pretty lady ah accidental space marriage accidental space marriage a good trope i was like and then i was just like why did they think like daniel's reading and writing that's forbidden let's marry him to this lady Hey, what what was the marriage? The marriage was when, like, you know, they started washing his hands and feet after oh, writing. And then cool. the lady came in and started stripping. That was the marriage, apparently. Yes, yeah, so I was like, why are they married? I just, I don't understand the logical leap of, like, oh, he's committing a sin. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah, that seems like a weird, weird thing to do. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, oh, wait, I'm married? Oh, shit. And she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are in love. They didn't know who these people were, where they came from, if they were dangerous. Maybe. Or, to be fair, he showed up and they thought he was a messenger of Ra. True. But maybe it was like, you are committing sins. 
We will give you one wife if you stop committing. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Um, but yeah, so he finds out he's married. Uh-huh. And then later on, he sees like a kid, one of the kids drawing, and the kids are like, I'm drawing our, our victory for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And the kid basically is drawing like in hieroglyphics, <gasps> and he draws like a pyramid with like three circles around it ah. for the three moons. And Jackson's like, Holy shit! It's the origin point. It's the origin point. If we connect these dots, oh shit! It's one of the symbols. Nice. So yes, the the it's a pyramid. So three the circles. people knew what the origin point was. This whole that or that's how they like time. it's a symbol that they represent their planet with. Surely, pretty lady would know this. Well, I don't think they discussed origin points or. That's true. I don't think she knew what he was looking for. Yeah. At any point. Yeah, I don't think Daniel was like, oh, anyway, this is why we're here. I think he was more just like, oh, let's translate this alien story. Oh, let me tell you about Earth. Yeah, yeah. She, he was pretty much like, have you seen any of these symbols? And she's yeah. like, here are the symbols. He's like, great. He wasn't like, hey, so what's a symbol that represents you guys? I feel like that's a failing on his part. Yeah, because, as a linguist. As, as not asking. Because yeah. Because it's like, surely a symbol that represents their entire planet would be something that sticks around. Yeah. Although having said that, reading and writing is forbidden. So maybe he was like... That is true. I don't know. It just seems like it would have been worth asking and he didn't. He, he was too distracted. <laughs> Daniel's kind of oblivious. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, the workers are now going to go make some offerings to Ra, because Ra did destroy their settlement and is their god. Mm -hmm. And then there was that big old thing yesterday. But they rebelled against him. Well, it wasn't so much they rebelled so much as that Daniel turned around Mm -hmm. and started firing on Ra. A bunch of the people in the crowd started firing the guns into Mm -hmm. the air. And then Ra and guards started retaliating. So there was, like, a lot of bystanders who are just, like, the usual slave workers. Oh, okay. So there were only a small amount of people who, who were rebelling. rebelling. Okay. Yeah, but everyone got dragged in. Right. Yeah. So they're just like, we're going to make a bunch of offerings to Ra. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he won't kill us all. Hmm. You know. Um, and our group's like, let's infiltrate this. Okay. And go fuck some shit up. Sure. So, um, also, Ra has a really nice costume in this scene. <laughs> He's kind of wearing, like, almost like a black robe slash kimono. Mm-hmm. And he has this decorative, um, jewelry mm-hmm. in that it's, like, a headpiece, but it's, like, a flat disc made out of, like, this somewhat translucent red stone cool. that's behind his head. And there's, like, two golden-shaped horns behind it that kind of sit either side of his head. It's, like, I think it is an Egyptian symbol. It is. I'm thinking, but I don't think that's Ra. I think that's a goddess. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Roz is taking all the Egyptian symbology yes. and yeah so like that's behind his head so like when he walks and like the sun hits right it's like a glowing like almost like the Jesus halo that's cool so Ra looks good Ra looks fucking banging Ra looks banging um and like Ra's like you know um basically they come in to start infiltrating mm. and uh Ra's also just like listen they started rebelling yesterday, which is what I told them not to do. So take this bomb down to the gate. We're going to mail it soon. Ah. Mail it back to Earth. Nice. So Ra clearly remembers the address back to Earth. Yeah. So he didn't need no no he cartouche. Didn't. No. Cartouche is pointless. Yeah. So our guys are in the pyramid. They get discovered. There's lots of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Neill sees the bomb. like Because basically the guys put the bomb in front of the Stargate and walk off. And then all this fighting starts happening. And like O'Neill like, runs downstairs. He's like, oh, my bomb. It's back. Great. <laughs> And so he sets the bomb off, uh-huh. and Jackson's there, and then, um, and he was like, cool, you have seven minutes to, uh, put in the new address for us to dial out. 
because this bomb's going to go off in seven minutes. Cool. So I guess Neil's just like, I will still die. Hang st- on. So Ra just left the bomb there? Well, I think Ra was like, I put the bomb down there. Mm. We're going to send it out soon. But Ra's mm. not like going down there just yet. Okay, sure. And then so the they... fighting started happening, so the guards probably left. Okay, sure. But even if they use the Stargate and go back to Earth, the bomb can still be sent through. Yeah. No, I think the idea is that because he set the bomb, mm. when the bomb explodes, mm. it's going to destroy that gate, and yeah, but it will Ra's be exploded. Yeah, going to come back and send the bomb. No, but the bomb will be exploded. You can't send it once it's exploded. No, okay, so so protagonist's plan, Yeah. the bomb is here. Yeah. We need to get through the Stargate back to Earth before the bomb explodes. Yeah. Fine. Ra's plan, I'm going to mail this bomb before it explodes. Yeah. They leave... Ra comes back and mails the bomb. No, I think that because O'Neill's still staying behind. Oh, okay. Yeah, O'Neill's not going back to Earth. Okay. He's like, you have seven minutes before the bomb goes off. Sure. I That's kind of what's now. happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> O'Neill's like, so I'm not cheating. Neil will stop Ra mailing the bomb. Presumably, yeah. I'm like, yeah, once they've all gone, what's to stop Ra sending the bomb? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it's okay. weird. Yes, it's O'Neill. It's, it's O'Neill. He cool. doesn't think. Cool. Um... But also, he's, it seems like he can be easily overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ra's like, send the bomb now, guys. Mm-hmm. Now that these people have infiltrated in our fighting, let's just send the bomb now. So mm-hmm. the guards are heading down. Um, and in the by the bomb is Jackson O'Neill and the pretty lady. Mm-hmm. And the pretty lady's like, oh, no, there's guards. Um, and gets shot. Mm-hmm. And Jackson's like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, no, my wife. My I wife. I didn't know. Yes. <laughs> and uh, O'Neill's just like, ah. And then Jackson's like, listen, I don't have time to... uh." Get us out of here. I need to go heal my beautiful wife. Uh, so I'm going to go take her to a sarcophagus. Okay. So um, basically what happens is he stands where the transporter ring is. Um, I think it starts activating like the thing open. I don't know how he knows about the transporter ring. Actually, no, he knows because he was transported through it. Never Does mind. he have the glove? He doesn't have the glove, but a guard is coming down and activates the okay. transporter ring to sure. visit him. So, like, Jackson, I think, goes to where the ring's activating. And sure. He's like, yes, we'll just do swapsies. Sure. So, um, O'Neill's just like, um, please be fast. <laughs> this uh, bomb is going on. So, Jackson disappears with his pretty lady. And How long does the sarcophagus take? <laughs> Hopefully less than seven minutes. Yeah. And then, like, Anubis is there. Yeah. And now O'Neill and Anubis fight. So much is happening. Jackson, um, what the fuck? <laughs> and because I think because Jackson fucked off and he was like, I need to disable this bomb now because yeah. I don't actually want to kill and trap everyone here. Yeah. Um, I set a time limit and then Jackson went, what if I ignore your time limit? Also, Jackson couldn't have told someone what the symbols were. <laughs> Unnecessary drama. Just point those ones. Activate it. I'll be back soon. <laughs> yeah. So that's all happening. Um, O'Neill has to fight this guard. He tries to disable the bomb, and the guard is like, "We are fighting, no disabling." <laughs> and Jackson puts his girl in the sarcophagus. She wakes up pretty soon, actually, and he's like, "Oh, great!" So he picks her up. He goes like he's like waddling back to um the transporter ring, and like Ross is there. She's healed though. Can she's, she not walk? She's still unconscious. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Ross just kind of like sees Jackson like you know sauntering by. Ross is like, "Um, <laughs> um, excuse me, sir, you are in my house." <laughs> And so Ross is like, oi, 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 and starts fighting Daniel. And Daniel's like, I need to hang out in this, like, small circle of transportation for when it gets reactivated. Okay. And it's kind of like, Daniel, you're not in charge of the activation of it. You're just hoping someone will transport again. Yeah. Into this room specifically. Exactly. So I didn't get... Also, from where you were. Yeah. Which is not going to happen, because there was only one guy there. Yeah. So, (laughs) he... 
it happens for narrative convenience, but it's kind of like if you're thinking of plans. It's for, a bad plan. It's a bad plan. But anyway, O'Neill is fighting the guy. Um, also, how did Ra just not instantly kill Jackson? He has. Uh, he started. He was in the middle of instantly killing Jackson, and okay. he has like a special glove that kind of almost like overstimulates your brain slash electrocutes it, and you will die after maybe thirty seconds. Okay. So Ra's doing that cool. on Jackson. Jackson's not having a great time. No. <laughs> um, but O'Neill is fighting Anubis, and he does a thing where he, like, pins Anubis so, like, only his shoulders and above her in the transportation ring oh, area. Oh, death by transport. Which is my favorite trope. That's fun. So, like, yeah, he activates the glove. Nice. So the transporter ring activates, and Ross is like, oh, shit, and steps backwards, because mm-hmm. otherwise he'd lose an arm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, they swap places, and all that's left is, like, you know, like, Ross is, like, ahead of my loyal guard. God damn it! And Daniel's like, I'm here. I can't believe Daniel was in the exact right transportation. <laughs> I know. Maybe there's only the one, like, between home base and spaceship. <laughs> Ra doesn't want to walk down no stairs. It's sandy out there. That's true. It's, uh, stop. I, yeah, every time I'm like, if I think about this movie. It's, yeah. It should, none of this should have worked. Yeah, like, there's no actual planning. It's like, no. oh, it feels like they've planned ahead. They're so smart. No. No. It's sheer luck. Sheer dumb narrative convenience. Yeah. So, Anil, like, finally, now that he's, like, dealt with a noob, he's like, I'm going to go turn off this bomb. There's only two minutes left. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, he, like, he flicks the switch and it doesn't stop. Mm. It's been rigged to keep. So, I guess the idea was, like, if O'Neill has second thoughts, too bad. God. Yeah, and so they're just like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And, like, outside, like, all the workers have started revolting. Uh-huh. And all that thing, and Raw, like, looks out the window. He's like, you know what? No. Not today. <laughs> Goodbye. So, like, he closes up his spaceship and starts leaving. Nice. He's like, I'm not in the mood to deal with this. Nice. And they're just like, oh, no. Oh, no. What are we going to do? How do we stop this bomb? And then they look at the transporter, and they're like, wait a second. Put it on the spaceship. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. Nice. Um. So like, they, there's like six seconds left on the clock. And Again, they, do they have the glove? They do because Anubis was down there and they oh, decapitated him. Oh, right. They just sent the head. Yeah, they just okay, sent the head. Cool. Yeah. So they still have his glove. Cool. So they're like, great. Pop the bomb in there, <laughs> transport it. And like, it rocks up like the rings activate and Ross is like, what's the, oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, and like, you know, Ross just so like, ah, oh, and the bomb explodes. Um, yes, and Ross is like disintegrated. The whole thing is just like, you know, a massive explosion in the sky. Cool. The real question is, is Ra dead or an energy being? I think Ra's dead because it kind of shows his alien body inside the human body oh. start disintegrating as he screams. Can't believe he just kind of skin suits. Human yeah, it feels bodies. like a skin suit. But like, if his alien body was dying, how is the solution put it in a bigger body? Surely the inside body would still be dying. Yeah, I think they were just narrative sort of like, oh, the alien is dying too. His true form is revealed as he dies. Yeah, right. He's no longer pretty. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's happy now. Um, and our guys are like, yeah, let's go through the Stargate and go back home. Um, how did he dial back home? We just don't know. <laughs> Without the technology. Without the technology. It's really annoying. Mm. In some of the future series, like in Stargate Atlantis, mm. they actually have, like, the Rafe, which is the enemy aliens, mm. have the little mm. device, like, dial-in devices on every one of their little, uh, little spaceships. Like, you know, the oh, solo yeah. fighter jets. Nice. And you can dial it from the spaceship. That's cool. Which is cool. It's, like, just remotes. Yeah. It just, it seems weird that there's no way to do it on the on the Stargate itself. Yeah. Well, normally it's like a big device that's joined to the Stargate or yeah. right next to it. But yeah, it's not touched on in the movie at all. 
So everyone's like, yay, we're going back home. And then Daniel's like, but I am staying here with my beautiful wife. And so therefore the movie ends, like sort of setting up for like more sequels if we want to. Okay. But not really. Sure. Yeah. And that that's kind of Stargate. Wild. That was a lot. It was a lot. To be fair, you kept uh, debating me. No, that could have been a lot faster. I mean, Lauren. the movie was a lot. The not, movie was a lot. Yes. You were a lot. I, I'm always a lot. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, so honestly, it's, just, it's pretty cliche. Like, it's a shallow, kind of cliche-ish movie. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, Pretty fun to watch. But, like, it's definitely, like, definitely has that 90s sort of, like, The Mummy or Indiana Jones-esque. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibe. But just sci-fi instead. Yeah, but yeah. sci-fi. Um, yeah. So it was a movie, uh, not the greatest movie, but it does set up, like, the, sort of, like, the lore and premise for the TV series, which is absolutely wonderful. Totally, yeah. Which I would recommend. Or at least starts to set up the lore Yeah, like, it's got the premise, which is just basically, like, Aliens Egypt, which is already a generic sort of premise. Totally. But, yeah, so, like... Aliens Egypt portals. Portals, yes. And I think the TV series starts off with them, like, O'Neill... I have to rewatch it because it's been like 20 years since I saw the first episode. Nice. But essentially it's kind of like either Jackson is still on that planet or later on in the series, Jackson decides to stay on that planet and they have a more organic relationship in setting him up with his wife. Oh, yeah. Which is nice. Cool. Which I think is how they do it. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah, good, good movie. I don't understand the marriage. I don't understand the cartouches. No. Don't understand yeah. how they dial. Wasn't wasn't thought Don't through, understand O'Neill's plan. <laughs> Don't understand the military's plan. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They never really established why the military was invested in figuring out the Stargate in the first place, if they were just going to blow it up. Yeah, it kind of suggests that Catherine's... This was Catherine's whole operation. I know, but why, how, why is she in with the military to do this? Yeah. It's very strange. And also her... Um, unless unless their whole plan was figure this out so that we can destroy it. Yeah. But, like, why would the military even, like, take seriously, like, oh, this I is know. a portal to aliens? Yeah, the initial thing. Because there was no proof that it worked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's almost like conspiracy theory-esque yes. vibes. Yes. And also, I don't know why it was American, because Catherine's grandfather was speaking Swedish, so I feel like this should have been a Swedish sci-fi operation. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That would be fun. Would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, give it a shot if you're ever in the mood for just like a classic sci-fi-esque totally. movie. Totally. It does have that, a bit of Atlantis vibes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it did go off the rails after about the start. Yeah. I thought there was... Yes. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, d- definite definite parallels. Like, that was definitely a uh, Particularly the opening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. What uh, what would you rate this movie? Oh, I'd probably rate it like a 6.57-ish. Oh, yeah. Which is probably our most high rating to date. Well, I mean, we don't actually have a rating system. Sometimes it's like genuinely delightful and also shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and cool. recommend me something. I will. So obviously um, I would recommend, you know, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Those are the really good Stargates. I wouldn't recommend Stargate Universe. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Sure. Terrible adaption. Um, but in the spirit of doing something outside of just Stargate, I'd also recommend The Blacklist. Yeah. Um, which is because James Spader played Daniel Jackson and so James Spader plays Ruddington in The Blacklist. Sure. And the summary for that is a new FBI profile, Elizabeth Keene has her entire life uprooted when a mysterious criminal, Raymond Reddington, who has eluded capture for decades, turns himself in and insists on speaking only to her. Sure. So it's a fun TV series, kind of like, you know, like, yeah, 
criminal profiling versus investigations and like criminal consultant. Mm. Lots of mystery. Very fun. Reading that summary was like, Silence of the Lamb? But yeah. No, that's a fun, fun thing. Yeah. Cool. No esoteric recommendations this week. Actually, I do have one esoteric um, recommendation. It's a fan fiction, actually. Mm-hmm. It's called The Dragon King's Temple by Cryol. Mm-hmm. And it's actually an Avatar The Last Airbender and Stargate crossover. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So it's very interesting where it kind of, what happens is that um, it's post-Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, and it's basically Toph and Zuko mm-hmm. decide to go on their field trip. Mm-hmm. And they discover a Stargate. Nice. And they, like, basically activate it, wind up, like, having, like, shenanigans with Gwald, and then eventually wind up on Earth. Uh Uh-huh. And it's actually, it's a really good sort of, like, scientific... There's a few really good Stargate Avatar The Last Airbender crossovers. Really? So... Doesn't doesn't seem like something that would necessarily lend itself to... No, because basically in Stargate they touch on things like nanite technology... Totally. And then, like, in this, it's almost like um, uh, airbending, like, all the bending arts is actually from nanites in their blood and food oh, sources. Yeah. Almost kind of Star Wars force. Yeah. And it's really good. It's things where it's just, like, um, I think they all wind up prisoners on a wild ship at one point. Mm. And I think there's, like, almost like a creepy... Oh, I can't remember. So I've read a few. Mm. There's almost like a creepy ghost spirit because they're on an ice planet. Sure. That they have to, like, escape through. Uh-huh. So it's it's very good, like lots of like science, but then also like sci-fi and so almost like spirit shit happening. That's more like the spirit world from Avatar. That sounds very fun. It's very fun. And there's yeah. parts where like, you know, like Zuko and Toph start getting like, well, particularly Zuko starts getting sick because mm-hmm. they're in an underground um, base. Mm-hmm. And so he's not getting exposure to the sunlight, which is what recharges his nanites. Nice. So that sort of thing. So it's like, it's mixing everything like spirits and science. That's really fun. Would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thank you for that, Sash. No worries. I'm sorry it actually wound up so long. I'm blaming you because this this was a short <laughs> summary on my end. Listen, I had to question everything. You had to. You. That's the problem of taking a month long break. You had time to recharge your. I did my 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 questioning abilities. Yes. Yeah. But no, that's right. I um I hope you enjoyed this our our first two parter. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren has decided this is a two-parter, which is fine. Awesome. Um, well, thank you for that, Sash. This no worries. Fun. Do watch Stargate. Um, yeah. You don't need to watch this movie. No. To watch the TV series. Yes. I watched the movie after watching the TV series, and I would recommend just listen to this podcast. <laughs> you get all you need to know and more. All you need to know more. Essentially, all you need to know about Stargate is Space Portal. Egypt aliens. Yeah. And like, you probably knew that already. Exactly. I did. (laughs) So you're sorted. Watch Atlantis instead. Yes. Yes, that's a much better movie. Very fun. Excellent. All right. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Popcorn Fort. If you have any movie recs, hilarious anecdotes, or you just want to chat, hit us up on Twitter at Popcorn Fort or send us an email at popcornfort at gmail.com. Our logo is by the talented Horberries whose other work you can find on Twitter at Horberries underscore. If you'd like to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes, or just tell a friend. Tune in next week for more nonsense.